This week, we hail from our homes for a special episode called The Corona Diaries. Hello, gang. Welcome, welcome. My name is Sean Culp, and along with me is my favorite co-host. I am joining Sean virtually. My name is Chris Rupp. That's right. Virtually, we are uh, talking over the cellular device like us old chaps do. Yeah, we wanted to provide our listeners with an update as to the status of force-fed, because it was kind of... We were kind of on hiatus, at least with recording and working on episodes for a few weeks, but I think we were just kind of getting our personal situation sorted out. Oh, yeah, because we didn't know, like, how long this was going to take. I know uh, you said, you know, we we assumed it would be, like, two weeks, so it's like, oh, okay, no biggie. But once it went to, like, three and four, it's like, okay, we got to we gotta get stuff out there. Yeah, uh, at this point, at least uh, for me, I've uh, I've been working from home for about the last month or so and uh, I am I am beyond fortunate that I am in a job where I can work from home. I know a lot of people don't have that ability or they're they're an essential worker and they're working very hard in grocery stores and our uh, our workers in hospitals and our, med- our other medical workers we just you know, we're, we're all thinking about you guys and hope you're all staying safe and you're spending this time with loved ones and actually doing stuff. Yes. Well, that's good that you've been able to, uh, you know, work from home and keep your gig throughout all this. I know a lot of people have been uh, like either laid off or, you know, they just like I know I work for a restaurant. Mine closed. So a lot of people have been on unemployed like myself. So kudos to you, man. How's the work at home life been? You know, it's weird at times. Uh, you know, my new coworker, my new coworkers have become my cat and my dog, and they they full on they don't know what's going on in the world, but they full on love that I'm home all the time. Dude, how is it having a cat and a dog as coworkers? Do you prefer it over the regular people, or what's going on? You know, it's weird. I'm one of those people that actually likes going to my office and I like seeing my work friends and my coworkers or some people I obviously could do without, but I still like it. I still enjoy it. So, you know, it's it's like a happy medium. It's like you miss your homies from the job, but you don't mind having sweet Delilah. Exactly. Delilah, my dog, and Lisa, my cat, who can never get enough attention, it seems like. What a cat name, Lisa. Usually, like, cats are, like, something like Muffin or, you know, like, Paws or, like, mine are, like, Mr. Cheese and Blizzard. But, like, Lisa, that's, like, a, like a straight-up name for a cat. I've never been one for naming pets cutesy names <laughs> like that. And when, when we got her, when she was just a kitten, the name Lisa just clicked for me. She just, for some reason, she reminded me of uh, Lisa Simpson from the, from the Simpsons show. Your cat reminded you of Lisa Simpson? <laughs> yeah, and it's just, okay, you're Lisa now. <laughs> That's rocket. 
Uh, so what have you been up to outside of working like at home now that the uh, quarantine has been full effect for the past month? Like what's been new, man? You know, for the last month or so, I, I've been really kind of just staying in indoors. Um, obviously I can't go to the gym because this, besides the Corona going on, gyms are just gross anyway. <laughs> They're a cesspool of just like disgustingness. Um, yeah, uh, I have been reading a lot more right now. I'm reading a book titled I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara about the Golden State Killer. So that's been kind of on the top of my reading list at the moment. Also read a couple of books about uh, one of America's greatest monsters in Richard Nixon. <laughs> so that's been that's been enlightening to read about him. Richard Nixon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I read um, All the President's Men by Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward. That's an incredible book. I do recommend reading that. So I've been I've been reading that, also going through a lot of my Netflix queue. Uh, like everybody else, when this broke out, I broke down and watched the Tiger King documentary series <laughs> on Netflix. Why, man? I, I've been holding out from the Tiger King. I just can't. I just, I don't want to. You know to. what? I will say this, it's it is like watching a train wreck that you cannot look away from. It is immensely sad and yet immensely fascinating all at the same so time. It's an array of emotions. It makes you does it yeah, make you it, feel alive? No, I and I really you will enjoy it if your sole purpose of watching it is to make fun of it. Okay. You know, I'm trying to limit my time going on social media because there is a ton of data out there that going on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you know, is, is bad for your mental health. And with everybody being at home, it seems like that that's our first tendency is, Hey, why don't I go on Facebook and see what my friends are doing? Dude, exactly. Like I would post like today, I posted something about running and it's like immediately within 30 seconds of posting, I get likes and comments. It's like, Oh God, what's going on? You know? Y'all must be super bored or something. You know? <laughs> this never happens as quickly. And I'm not like a, you know, too much of a social media type of guy. But it's just, it, you're absolutely right. Everyone's at home just like sitting on their hands waiting for something to happen. But I think the the new thing that's uh, out now, and um, this, this started airing last night as we're recording, um, the Chicago Polls documentary, The Last Dance, premiered on ESPN last night. And I... Uh, I watched the first two episodes, and I gotta say, those are those are incredible. So, so for the Last Dance documentary, are they releasing like did Disney Plus do all? Is it ten episodes like all at once, or are they doing it like week by week? How's that going? They're doing it. They're doing it week by week. So they're calling it a documentary event. They're releasing two episodes week by week. So last night was episodes one and two. And next weekend's going to be episodes three and four and so on for the next for the next subsequent weeks. Uh, so I got to wait five more weeks until I can watch until I can binge watch the entire documentary. I, well, don't even don't even wait. I mean, it's not like you don't have time to watch them now. <laughs> that is true. I do have a plethora of time. I just don't want to pay the money for it because there's nothing really on disney that i i mean you know outside of the classics but how often am i gonna watch like bambi's mom die you know <laughs> right there's only so many times you can stand to watch that <laughs> but that's good i mean that's like one of the i feel like the most highly anticipated documentaries for years i mean the last dance is just insatiable anyone from chicago i'm sure has just been 
waiting to watch that because it's it's Michael, you know, it's the last one. Well, and yeah, and I and I'm sure you can attest to this too. But growing up as a kid in the '90s, and it was almost like a foregone conclusion that the Chicago Bulls were going to play in the NBA Finals that season. Absolutely, I saw them in the '93, '96, '95, '97, '98 playoffs, and during the season, my dad would always get tickets for through his like business, and so I remember watching Michael. I was a kid, but he was just insatiable, you know. Just marveling at how good he was in the 90s. It was just, it's a staple if you grew up in the 90s, I would say. MJ and the Bulls. Yeah, I, I remember the 1998 finals. I remember watching game six because we were we were living in our apartment at the time waiting for our house to get built. And we were watching the final minute or so where Jordan steals the ball from uh, Byron yeah. Scott at the end of the jazz floor <laughs> and goes down and makes that jumper at the top of the key to win the game. That was, oh, I remember that. That's like my top basketball memory ever. Dude, it's it's one of my favorite as well. I can't, I've seen that game six against Utah Jazz probably three or four times. I've watched the entire thing through and through because it's just such an insatiable game. Him putting down 45, carrying the entire balls, just at the time, just such a – that's like there's no way to finish off a career in Chicago than with a bow on it, you know, that beautiful shot. So let me ask you this. In that game six, do you think Jordan pushed off the Jazz player to make that shot? <laughs> I think he did. I mean, all of us, absolutely, he definitely pushed off. But I think it was just a different time, the NBA in the 90s, whereas nowadays they wouldn't allow that. But, you know, it was a different type of game. And Jordan's also like, at the time, he was like a superstar. So it's like LeBron James, you know? The refs kind of give you favors if you're the best in the league. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I feel like I've been going on about what I've been up to <laughs> during all this. Uh, like, Sean, you mentioned that you're not really no. working right now. But so um, my last day uh, was on March 15th. And then I did try to uh, land some days with the Army. And I land and I worked on the 17th and then we got shut down at the unit. They said, you guys got to go home. Someone was infected. So after that, I've just been chilling for the past like four weeks. Um, I went through phases of like the first phase was like the first thing I did was buy like five cases of beer and wine. And uh, I said, all right, I'm just going to get drunk every day and play Xbox. And I did. And I beat GTA 5 in like four days. I played a bunch of Battlefield, Halo, Ace Combat 7. Played a bunch of games with my buddies online. And it lasted about two weeks. I think total I drank like nine cases of beer <laughs> and played like two weeks. And then I started getting chubby. I looked in the mirror and was like, oh, my God, we have to do something else with our life. So then week three, I began running every day. So I started getting into fitness. Like not too, like not, you know, fitness, man. But I uh, decided to like at least try to run three to four miles a day, four to five days a week. And uh, it's been good so far. I think I've done nine or ten runs since April 7th, uh, which is pretty good considering that's the 20th. So I've run like almost every day. Uh, and so basically, yeah, I've just been running, not drinking as much. Now I drink vodka and water or, or club soda because it's low cal. 
I try to eat healthy salads. And then uh, what else have I done? I've watched a crap load of Blacklist. I don't know if... Have you ever seen Blacklist? Uh, I have not. Oh, my God. Have you seen The Office? Um, do you really want my honest opinion <laughs> about The Office? <laughs> no. All right. I'll take that for that. So, all right. So, how I got into Blacklist was uh, in, in The Office, for you Office fans out there that are listening, uh, season eight has this lovely man, or like in Age of Ultron, James Spader. His voice is incredible. And I enjoyed him as Robert California season eight in the office. So I picked a blacklist because someone recommended it to me and uh, it just felt like he was so charismatic. So I have been slogging through if I, cause I, if I'm not playing Xbox, I'm basically run, eat, watch, read, and then watch blacklist. And so I'm like six seasons in, I'm almost done on Netflix. And it, I have to tell you, it's a pretty darn good series. Cool, yeah. So uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody's that's, that's my life. But I did, and I did finish reading uh, Hollywood by Bukowski, which is based off of <laughs> the movie uh, Barfly with Mickey Rourke from 1987. So that's pretty much cool. been my life, as pitiful as it sounds, Chris. And of course, hanging out with my lovely girlfriend and uh, eating her mom's delicious cooking, because. Mexican food is the bomb. That has pretty much been my life. Yeah. I mean, everybody's doing different stuff to, I guess, stay sane is the yeah. the appropriate terms there. Are you doing okay during all this? Like, are you going? Are you getting cabin fever? Have, do you, Or do you still have enough entertainment that's going on? You know, I've been, it wasn't until the second weekend of all of this where it really kind of started bumming me out and... My anxiety and depression really kind of ramped up to eleven. It got it got <laughs> so bad to where, yeah, it got so bad to the point where I couldn't even leave my house to go to for a drive. It was like I I, I don't want to go. I would say if you got the money, because nowadays gas is a dollar fifty a gallon. Me and my girlfriend are about to just take a drive, like a day drive to like Milwaukee, just to like get out of the state. And we're not even going to like, you know, because nothing's open, but we're just driving to drive because it's just like we got to do something for fun, <laughs> you know, in this. And if that's driving, listening to music and then staring longingly at Lake Michigan <laughs> at an empty beach, then we'll do it. No, well, I mean, given that I'm still working, I can't really do that. But uh, I did that do uh, what I did do a couple of weeks ago is I bought myself a thousand piece puzzle board. So I've been working on that in my free time, and that's been oh, that's been on. helping. Yeah, although I I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do once I finish the puzzle. I'm probably <laughs> gonna have to get a new one. Dude, if you need puzzles, let me know because I have so many puzzles. Uh, you- I mean, the the puzzle board I bought is a big poster of the marvel cinematic universe so i don't know if you've got any nerdy puzzles like ah <laughs> uh, no more like me and my girlfriend did new york times square from like the mid uh 2000s because there was an rem poster in it and it was like a thousand pieces and it was pretty fun it took all day but we knocked it out and she actually finished it so we've done the puzzle most of my puzzles are like hipster dreams hit a hipster wet dream so I don't have any like nerdy unless you like uh I guess like Aladdin or Fifel puzzles from back <laughs> in the eighties and two thousand and nineties. No <laughs> nothing like that actually. The the website I 
I found this puzzle was uh, Mondo.com. They had uh, the the MCU one. They had one about the um, with the United States National Parks. They had one for like a Dungeons and Dragons oh, uh, nice. game book cover. Um, there was a Jurassic Park one, which doesn't come out for another few weeks, and ah. I didn't feel like waiting for that. Well, I don't blame you. But there's there's a lot of good ones. So if people are bored and want a, a big old puzzle piece to do, I would say go to Mondo.com and peruse there. I appreciate that. <laughs> so with that, with us wrapping up with what we've been doing for our lives, um, what are our, our future plans, Chris, for Force Fed Sci-Fi? What is going to happen? Let us tell the fan. Well, the good news is we are not going on hiatus. We are not taking a break. We had a, a few episodes in our queue that we could uh, edit and release for you lovely people. Um but we are now starting to get back into recording. So we have a few, uh, a new slate of future episodes planned out that we are going to start sitting down and recording, um, which should be available within the next week or so following the release of this episode. Yes. Uh, but we are preparing to release episodes. We just want to make sure that they are the highest possible quality that we can make them before we put them out. Absolutely. That's why we're trying this out. Um, cause our next episode, I believe after Ant-Man was ghost in the shell, correct? Yes. And that's, uh, what we're going to be sitting down next to record together virtually, I guess. Absolutely. So for all the fans, uh, stay tuned because we will be continuing on just via, I guess, what would you say? Remote <laughs> for the first time with force fed sci-fi, but don't worry uh, Ghost in a Shell will be coming soon, as well as the rest of our catalog that we will be delivering. So don't worry. Absolutely. And as always, if you guys want to reach out to us, we're all over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at ForceFed Sci-Fi. Uh, please check out our website. You'll, you'll find show notes and links to the podcast where you can download and subscribe if you want. Um, and... I guess for myself and Sean, yes. Uh, please, please stay safe, stay healthy out there, and we will see you all soon. Absolutely. And give us a like on Instagram. We'll post some crazy, weird, horribly photoshopped pictures of me and Kristen, uh, your favorite scenes in these movies. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure, Chris. I'll see you next time, okay? All right. Likewise, Sean. See you soon. Force-fed sci-fi is written and hosted by Sean Culp and Chris Rupp. Website design, associate producer, and editing by Jeremy Kesky. Artwork designed by Mike Berger. Theme music composed and performed by Custom Anthem.